counting on you, Tony. We're pals. Oh, sure, we're pals. No, no, I didn't do it. You got me wrong. Listen, Tony, I brought you up here. I worked with you. You're the last guy in the world I tried to cross. You know that. You wouldn't do anything to me. Don't take me, Tony. Give me a chance. You can have anything I got. Anything. All the dough you want. Poppy. I'll let you have her. I give you my word. You can have Poppy, Tony. I'll tell her. Anybody? I never hurt anybody. Nah, you give somebody else to do it for you. Second chance, huh, Tony? Will you, will you do that? Please. I... You give, you give me a second chance. I give you, I give you ten million dollars, Tony. Okay. Ten million dollars. I got it in a vault over there in Spain, Tony. We go, we go over there. We get on a plane, and it's yours. Okay. What about? Ten million dollars. Okay, Tony. Huh? Please, Tony. Elvira! Elvira! You want Elvira! You won't have her. I go away. I'm gonna disappear, Tony. You'll never see me again, Tony. Please, I don't want to die. I never did nothing to nobody. I never... No, no, no. You never did nothing to no. nobody. That's right. You had somebody else do it for you. Oh, Tony, come on. No, don't kill me, please. I won't kill you. Oh, Christ, thank you. Get off. Thank you. No, shoot that piece of chip. No, 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 no. Welcome to the penultimate episode of season five of Split the Difference. I'm your host, Jesse. Today we have Hope. I'm back, baby. I know I was gone for a while, but uh, mm-hmm. back. Laptop was broken. We had to fix it. And uh, we also have Seth. You can't keep a good dog down. We're running this season out, baby. <laughs> We're almost done. 
Today we're talking about Scarface, uh, the original film from 1932, directed by Howard Hawks, versus the 1983 remake, directed by Brian De Palma. Woo! Uh, so yeah, this is uh, one that's been on the list for a while. Yeah, and I think season season one we had someone to mention it. Yeah, somebody mentioned it. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, this has been a long time in the in the tank. And so I finally said, let's just get to it. We've been doing a lot of like heavy hitters this season, so let's knock this one off the list. So the original film. Uh, first off, I'm going to say a big positive. Tight 90 minutes. Thank you. <laughs> I Woo! very much appreciate that because my, my big negative, you two like to give me a lot of shit for complaining about the length of movies. I think we're all in agreement the remake is too fucking long. It's a little bloated. It, yeah. It's a little bit. Uh... <laughs> It's a marathon. It's a marathon. Finally, we agree that one of these movies is too long. <laughs> so but we're not there yet. But th- with that out of the way, the original film, um, we've discussed the Hayes Code multiple times on this show. How it yeah, would influence this has been a big movies. season for that. Yeah, how it would influence movies, change movies, and this is no exception. This is a prime example of how the Hayes Code was directly right up front in a movie and it makes it feel a little naive <laughs> because <laughs> the, the the original film opens with a disclaimer saying that this film is not endorsed, does not endorse the level of violence and destruction that occurs within it. And it demands that the government do something about it. Um, So for those that don't know anything about uh, actual history, it turns out the government actually kind of, began working in tandem with these gangs, not trying to squash them. Uh, <laughs> so I think that this film is a little Shocker. bit on the naive. It's a little on the naive side. <laughs> so uh, had either of you seen this original film? No, honestly, I didn't even know that this, that Scarface, Scarface was a remake until you had told me. I, was, I thought that was an original Brian De Palma, just kind of a big home run out of the 80s I, I didn't know it came from anything so this was a this was a weird watch yeah. yeah and and the fact that it was dating in prohibition times like there's cocaine which okay it's still an ongoing thing but then we have like beer the big thing was like just peddling beer and i was mm. like ooh. and I, the funny thing is i was like sitting there watching with the beer and i'm like Oh, <laughs> mm, right. Yeah. The, the, these Italians are dying for their fucking suds, man. Yeah. The, the I justification. Like, I, can make, I can make this in my kitchen. Yeah. The justification for why prohibition happened, if you look at the reasoning, it's like, oh, so women just didn't want their drunk husbands to beat the shit out of them. So they said, let's ban beer. Maybe just don't marry assholes. You could do that too. But anyways. We're not going to get into that. because That's a long story history. We don't need to get into that, but that's the blunt answer. Right. Um, But yeah, this original movie, I was surprised for the time how active and like impressive and how quick it moves. Oh, yeah. Also, there was a lot of like comedic bits in there. That mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting. 
the, the very uh, uh, Laurel and Hardy kind of Three Stooges moments uh, strung in throughout. Like I, I, you can you can almost see the early 1930s producer notes of like, well, hey, listen, Buster, this thing's way too serious. You need to get you get, you got to get some comedy in here. That right. sounds exactly like the characters in the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Would you say that this is a little kind of stereotypical now? In what way? In what way? I mean, just the way that the gangsters would talk. It feels a little silly. I mean, you also have to take into consideration there's a lot of Italian-Americans at the time. They're, True. You know, yeah. so it they were going off of a time period. And yeah. where it might be, like, stereotyped now, it actually was a bit more true to that time yeah, is, is is it like analogous to now when you watch something like eight mile and you go wow this is cheesy dialogue but it is kind of close to how people talked at that time but Fair. it's it's got the, it's got like a, a air of movie on top of it mm-hmm. and i think that's what the 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 remake ends up feeling really engrossed in its environment and then i think this one it, it I, I get what you're saying there jesse it has like a sheen of this like kind of oddness that, that it's it's trying to reflect reality but it's also kind of like playing it up a little bit maybe mm-hmm. a little too much yeah yeah <laughs> i will say the lead actor uh paul mooney his performance is incredible it is really oh, fantastic yeah. yeah yeah all the acting is, it, is genuinely great yeah no like it it was great acting across the board it like it was a really good film i actually thoroughly enjoyed it it was it was good all over it's weird to see like like action noir in its heyday when it's not homage to anything but it is just it's itself like that this is what people are homaging when they do like even the mafia games now like that yeah a lot of that is really modeled around like the the culture that this movie is kind of centered around Mm. Well, well this this original film and the remake influenced a lot of things, and we'll we'll get into that in a in a second. Right. For now, I want to I want to sort of compare and contrast these two films. So, sure. I know that one is significantly longer than the other. <laughs> We've established <laughs> that, right. but they follow the same general scene structure. The they same. Do. And yeah. there's and there's yeah. a lot of things that they pulled as well. I yeah. love how they pulled the signage from the original. The world, the world is, is yours. yours. Yeah. And then mm. they pulled that into the remake. I love that. And the fact that they were also able to parallel a lot, even though one's in New York, one's in Miami. Mm-hmm. So I, I did like that a lot. The, the, the fact that they was still able to stay so true to the original, even though it was pretty much way different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's the same, but it's different, which is probably the proper way of doing a remake. Like, I, well, and what I noticed was the original is very happy to have kind of slow burn uh, montages where it's like it's visual storytelling that's happening. There's not a lot of, you know, dialogue. It just it's kind of moving you through. Hey, this is what happened over the next couple. Dude, the machine gun shooting the pages off. Yeah, of the calendar. That's a great Bro. way to establish time. Wow. Like, I love that kind of stuff. So and, good. And, the remake decides instead to do all that in camera. Like I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, uh, there's the scene when he's um, he he's picking up his the the woman and he's 
he, they use the original line from from the original film within the movie, but it's through a like Jaws pushing shot on the car as he as they're like walking outside the car yeah. and then getting into the car. So like they do all of this in camera as they like bring you into this conversation, and then they start quoting the original movie. So it's like I. I where one of them's doing montage and, and clipping you through it, and then the remake says, let's take our time. Let's just make this montage a whole scene. We'll put a yeah. whole scene around this one line yeah, uh, just to show how much he loves her. Like, there's, they're kind of at odds with their, with their filmmaking in respect to each other. But I would still say that the original does it a little bit better because, like we said, the remake is a bit bloated. Like, Oh, yeah, it's way cleaner. Way yeah, cleaner. Yeah, but I, that's also worth noting. There's um, Fathom Events. I love Fathom Events. I just watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark in theaters a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, they're yeah. doing a special screening, I think for an anniversary screening in November, and it's an extended cut of the remake, which taps out, taps out like, was it 210 minutes? That's forty oh minutes God. longer than the current cut. That's it, that's available. Yeah, like, that... what else do you need? <laughs> like, Jesus, that's longer than the Fellowship of the Rings theatrical cut. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just, and that's going over a whole book compared to just the original yeah. IP. <laughs> just... I, I yeah. like. I yeah. want to believe that it's just like it's major. Al Pacino fans like that's that's really yeah. who that is for yeah. like because it's not just Pacino one of the biggest actors in the world it is Pacino in one of his like star turn like his Darth Vader you know what I mean like this is his Heath Ledger's Joker uh like it, it's it's ascended into this legendary status now where where people would take a five-hour cut uh, like jet and like I, I mean that kind of as a joke but Genuinely, there are people that would take a five-hour cut just to get more Pacino in this role, and, yeah. and I th I think that's why the movie is so long. Like it is so at odds with the art that they were creating, and yeah. then telling a, a concise story because this is a very concise story. This is a yeah. a quick takeover of a of a, a of a gang. That's all, that's all that's really happening here. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty straightforward narrative, but they bloated it out because. The entire crew because in the remake Pacino was, can act, man. Everybody was high on cocaine the entire time they were making. The oh, that's how you get that much footage from that kind of a shoot, right? Yeah. Just if everyone's strung out on cocaine. Yeah, I I'm mean, not tired. They, <laughs> they were on location, so right. well, Oliver Stone admits when he was writing the entire script, he was so fucking high the whole time that he had to leave Miami. He had Keep to leave. Shooting. He had to leave Miami and go. To, I think he went to Amsterdam, like to get as far away from that as possible. Bro, yeah, you go. To, you go get weed to get come down from all that. Yeah, you got to okay. come down from that. Yeah. But anyways, the oh, original oh, film. So, oh, no, go ahead, guys. So, before we like do compare and contrast, little mm -hmm. little story, little story time, little story time. So, about a year ago, Jesse came to visit me in Florida. Oh, yeah. I live in Tampa. I live in Tampa, but um, my parents are down like Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. So we like went to them because they like they're living right on the beach. So we just spent some time there. And mm. Jesse's like, I want to go to where they filmed Scarface. And I was like, Okay, I'll take you there. It's like, Yeah, the, the hotel. Got you, got you. And um, so we were like on the strip trying to find this thing we're like trying to look for this landmark you know 
And we're like, where's this landmark? I don't see the hotel. I don't see the stairs. Like, what's going on? What's going on? We, like, searched. And Jesse finally put it in his, like, um, in his maps. And and he looked up. He's like, it's here? And we both turn. And it's a fucking CVS. <laughs> it's a CVS now. That's so disappointing. <laughs> it's a CVS. But, like, we, we were like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So we, like, went up. And they, like, roped off. They, like, chained off the actual stairs. And there's, like, yeah. a oh plaque. And there's, like, a plaque <laughs> and everything. That's saying, like, oh, it's, like, Scarface for, like, this scene. da, 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 da. And, but, like, the fact that we both had a double take because we're, like, C- no, CVS, no. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, the the stairs are roped off. It's not a hotel anymore. It's, they rope it off so that way I guess people don't go up there to commit vandalism or something. Uh, but, you know, it's just still weird that it's a CVS. Alternative theory, it's a CVS because the receipts are so long you can turn them into cocaine straws. Oh. That's my pitch. <laughs> so you're well, saying no, that it's, I actually it's, even yeah, okay. posted a photo to the Discord and Seth's like, oh, that's nice. You're you look nice, Hope. And I'm like, no, it's the stairs. And he's like, it says CBS though. And I was like, it's the stairs. <laughs> There's a little plaque that's right next to the stairs. So yeah. Hey, cool Scarface CBS. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's normal that it happens where stu- where sets will get destroyed or they're taken over or something like I that. I will it's- chain myself to the Exorcist stairs. I- <laughs> Oh, I did you watch that movie Ghosted on Apple TV? No. They literally use, I've worked on that movie for a couple of days. Yeah. They literally use that. the Exorcist stairs for a scene. And I'm like, guys, oh, shit. don't. You can't use those stairs for anything else. Get it? Because Ghosted. Get it? They use it for convenience because it's like there's no other big set of stairs in all of DC. And it's like, well, use the fucking stairs at the Capitol. Use anything else. You can't use that one. But they right. did it anyways. By the way, the movie's not very good. Uh, <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Can I ever work on see. anything that's good? Can I just work on something that's good, please? Dog, you were on Winter Soldier, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, two days. I did nothing. I did nothing. Well, listen. Hey, what? you saw Chris Evans' ass. You saw his ass. <laughs> you America. saw America's ass. America's ass. You yes. saw America's ass. America's ass, yes. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking th- of American ass, uh, yeah. that is what Scarface is into, right? Yeah. Oh, so, God, yeah. Yeah, these films are both about the same thing, achieving the American dream, which, as we've all learned in the our year of our Lord 2023, is all bullshit. Right. <laughs> it's like, apparently, the new trend is now the American dream is to leave. <laughs> so... I, yeah, I have many friends exiting the country. It's I, I, I understand. I get it. I Hard to live I, here now. I was about to say, I have dreams of going to Norway. I've heard Finland is the nicest place. That's what I've heard. But I'm teaching myself Norwegian, okay? Jaguar Sharks European backpacking tour? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Why not? I'm not broke. uh, We'll do an episode on European vacation while we're there. We'll go visit the the filming locations of the Northmen. We'll see what that looks like. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds awesome. That sounds fun. They filmed in Iceland, though. Was it Iceland? I thought they filmed part of it in, in Norway or no. Finland something. No. It's all Iceland. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. then it's, it's, it's way out of our shit. price range. No, okay. Iceland is cheap no, as Iceland, shit. No, Iceland's cheap. Uh, oh, I Devin thought it was expensive. No, no, that's Devin's why wh- they filmed there, because it's cheap as shit, because they need an increase in tourism to, and there's, everything. There's, so there's they nothing like, there. It looks like that in the movies, because it looks like that in real life. There's nothing there. 
Their Damn. biggest draw is their hot springs and their penis museum. Yeah, yeah. It's just you get How to go to an alien Starface. <laughs> right, right. Because well, we were... because they use their dicks to get the women. So Manny, he was like, he was oh. like uh, trying to get the women. Oh God, Jesus Christ! That that's my loophole to get back to Starface. Oh, so one thing I want to compare and contrast between these two is the relationship between um, our main character and the sister. So I want oh, to. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. in the remake, it's clearly implied there's an incestuous relationship that Tony would like to con- to have with his sister. Mm. It, it, that's not really present in the original, but it's it's hinted at. Yeah, it's kind, kind of. of there for the '30s Hays Code version of it, you know. Yeah, you know, this is again, it's the Hays Code is interrupting, you know, the progression of the film. You know, and this is the, the character of, Star- of Scarface in the original is very much inspired by Al Capone. Yeah, absolutely. So if you do any research about Al Capone, you find out that he, in many places, got away with the things he wanted to get away with. <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, look into his. Uh, Look up a photo of his cell from Eastern State Penitentiary. It's like a hotel room. Yeah. Mm. It's like, he, yeah, he was in he was in cahoots with all of the guards, with all the military, with, military, with all the government officials that arrested him. He he was paying off all these people to, like, give him a break while he was caught. Wasn't it for tax evasion? That's the only way they could get him? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and then he lived out the rest of his life as a free man, although he had syphilis and died of horrible dementia. So yeah, I saw that Josh Trank Capone movie, which is bad. So yeah. Oh no. Well, there, <laughs> uh, there's a really big, boring. There's a big thing though, how they set up the relationship with the sisters. So mm. in the original, they all lived together, like in yeah. the same household. Whereas in the remake, he had, he hadn't seen them for years and years and years. Mm. So in the original, like the implication is kind of there because you've been seeing her grow into this woman. Whereas like in the remake, he, it's like out of the blue almost. Mm. Yeah. Because he had been separated for what they said, like five, six years. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. well, I thought was a little awkward, you know, unless it's just like, oh, damn, she went from a tween to a teen. And, you know, like that just I, I don't know. That just really weird to me. Mm, yeah. yeah well yeah. well the the remake deals with the issues of um uh cuban immigrants coming in after the uh the, was it the um uh oh god what's it called what's it called seth when we were cut off from cuba what was it oh oh the embargo the embargo um, thank you that's the word yeah, I'm yeah. For. yeah when the embargo was lifted and we had a, a, an influx of cuban immigrants coming into the florida state that's what's that is it starts out with political footage it starts out with mm-hmm. yeah that's but that it's actual footage of castro yeah like that felt a little out of place a little a little awkward like you're trying to make a political statement at the upfront in the movie but then the rest of it feels like a hyper real hyper stylized take on the character that's the one thing i was like is this really the right time and place to be doing this well and it, and, and it's insisting that you take it as reality right like that's yeah the idea Th- this character is you- can't exist <laughs> This character can't you, exist. You'd you be say surprised. that, but then Pablo Escobar you, is like doing oh, shit, eighty right. times this yeah. in his time. Like, like I like said, he, it's but but this is this is kind of like um, uh, Americans' dream of like their their perfect criminal, 
you know, and yeah. then Pablo Escobar just became that. Like you can't dream something up and put it on screen and and then allow people to aspire to it, you know, and because that's mm. it is still the American dream, and not everyone can can differentiate that. Oh, hey, I actually don't want to be like this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually not a good guy to be like. That's why you insert things like you know leans towards incest and and stuff like that is to like is to give more obvious signs to maybe the less. Uh, uh, media savvy of people to go like no we're saying don't like this guy yeah like yeah (laughs) both versions of this character are wretched and horrible and you should never ever want to be like them yeah and and but like if you still believe in the american dream after you're done watching this the only way you can i think observe the character is to worship him and that's I think that's reality. Like we we worship our drug dealers like this. I they mean, wear Scarface yeah. merch to like show off how real their drugs are, and and so the movie yeah. I, I think is inviting that by putting that up front. Yeah, yeah. Well, the original uh, the original has been inducted into the National Film Registry because it is culturally significant, and totally. I would agree with that. It is it's a near perfect movie. It's very well shot. Looks great. Um, the remake has not. And I would take issue with that. And that is the remake the most vile movie we've ever discussed on Split the Difference. On Split the Difference, on, I was going to say on Split the Difference. Uh, yeah, possibly. Oh yeah. no! What we just or, did? Um, oh, we just did one uh, recently about the the guy that's following the family to kill or to like to fuck with them. Um, oh, uh, funny, games. Funny, uh, games. funny games. Funny game. No, that's, Kate Fear. No, Kate Fear. Cape Fear. Oh, Cape Fear. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah that I one's think probably Cape the most vile. I think that leans a little more vile, but like, damn, this one's fucking up there, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's with and it's with Pacino's body, De Niro. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. gosh. That's right. Damn. Yeah. The dastardly I, I, duo. Yeah, yeah I, dude. They, yeah. they are a duo for sure. Yeah. They were in heat together. So there you go. <laughs> there. Um, I would say that this film, this remake should also be in the National Film Registry because even if you don't like the movie, and I understand why someone would not like this, mm-hmm. it's really kind of vile and gross and nasty, and it's it's way too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's extremely bloated, and it, it does kind of celebrate this lifestyle for the majority of the runtime until the tail end where it's like, no, 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 don't, don't like this guy. But you just spent like <laughs> 90% of it saying this is awesome. Right. So, yeah, but um, I would say this also should be in there because this influenced so much of popular culture. Oh like, gosh, yeah. Yeah, his his appearance, like the music, the like Grand Theft Auto as a game franchise wouldn't exist without. Oh this. sure, the Absolutely. entire soundtrack to this film is in GTA Three. The whole soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Like Vice City is literally just this. <laughs> It's the same house in that game. It's the same yeah. appearance. It's the same shit. You have a mission where you go to a hotel and you kill guys with a chainsaw. It's the same shit. Right. Yeah. And like music. Great like, scene, by the way. F- oh, fantastic. Great. Oh, scene. Dude, oh that's, yeah. That's my favorite scene in the entire remake. I, I love that scene where it's like just gets dicked over by these other guys. It's like, oh, I love that scene so much. And he yeah. thinks he's all smart and he's like, oh, we're going to play the safe guys. And it's like, nope, they already know your shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is is Tony Montana an idiot? A little bit. Oh yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, they they explain that he he's even like, I don't have an education. I I come from dirt. 
I come from Cuba. This everything is all new to me. I get I'm not like the best, but I know the streets and that's where he was coming from. So she basically said he's an idiot. He's dumb. He doesn't know shit. But he's like, I know the streets. I know the people on the streets. And mm-hmm. that's how he rose is because of that. Otherwise, he had dick. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I took that line to mean along the lines of like, despite all that, he's still as sharp as everyone else. And that his his reach exceeds his grasp. That's where his mm-hmm. idiocy is. It's like his blind spot is like right here, <laughs> just right in front of his face. He can't like see himself uh, for for his flaws. And so I, I I find it really interesting that like he he would highlight the absence of education to people um, as like his you know kind of Rocky Balboa fight back spirit. And I and. I yeah. love the way that that's just hijacked. You know what I mean? Like, y- you almost want to root for him. He survives, you know, the chainsaw incident. You, you can't yeah. help but be rooting for him at that point. And now it's like, damn, you're a fucking piece of shit. I Yeah. <laughs> spend the rest of the movie just, like, trying to get him off of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I'd say that the one that doesn't have the education in the original is the character of Angelo, the uh, his his buddy that answers the phone. Oh, yeah. The... <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it just doesn't know how to answer a phone. Can't get anybody's name right. <laughs> I feel like they kind of swapped those characters a little bit. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, how I, how sleazy is it to go for your boss's wife? Oh yeah, like oh, what a scumbag, man! Both they, of these characters in both in both yeah in yeah. both movies in both movies they that was his wife in both movies and it's not like a girlfriend. It's not like a side chick. It was his, it's his wife. boss's <laughs> wife. Damn. Like, what? Because they basically, in both movies, the, the women were like, well, how can we do this? And they're like, oh, he's dead, so you're good. And that's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I guess that's one way to get divorced. I guess, Problem you know? taken care of. Like, <laughs> You'll get the inheritance and everything. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, Jesus. Like. That's real shysty. I mean, you know, it's trying to re- to establish again the character is awful. He's an, yeah, yeah. Again, no, that's anybody. That, can, there's people that say in the remake and in the original that the character has a moral code. Bullshit. No, there is no, like the bullshit. The the one thing I absolutely hate in the remake, the scene where he's like, "I won't kill the kids." It's like, oh, Since that's right. That's his moral code. You've murdered literally every other molecule that's come into your existence. But right. that's the one thing you won't do? Just so we can have a justification for the movie to end? Bullshit. Right. That I don't buy that at all. It's also tough watching it in 2023 and him being like, I fucking hate communists. And it's like, oh, that's right. Tony Montana is just a straight capitalist. That's why I don't yeah. like him. <laughs> yeah, this is just like, this is like, Tony Montana today is like governor's politicians they're just a little more quiet about what they do (laughs) so a little i guess a smidge of film film rescue if they were gonna do that in the remake i feel like his sister should have been with a politician and that's what should have been instead of like wife and kids it should have been his sister because that would be more believable since he loved her so Mm. much that because she was going out and doing things you know and I feel like if she was with the politician, that would be his make or break because that's his sister. That's his love. That's his everything. Not, yeah. oh, I don't do kids. 
and that could have been easily written around and then like you, you know they're, they're i don't know whatever. that's just my two cents but yeah. obviously yeah. still a good movie still works that's my two cents yeah, mm. there was discussion of doing another remake that uh, Luca Guardanino, who did the remake of Suspiria, was going to do, and it was written by the Coen Brothers. Nobody oh. knows what's in that script, and it got shelved. Let's pop the lid on that baby. It got shelved, I'm guessing, because of COVID, because it was being written in 2020, and it's been oh. shelved. So they're just like, well, we, we there's no there's there's no reason to remake it because everything is like big tentpole blockbusters now. You're not going to get people to show up for another remake of Scarface. You know, but that's what sucks. Because- oh, well, here's the thing. Majority of people don't realize that Scarface is a remake. So if they say yeah. remake, it, it could be like the first in a lot of people's eyes. Because like Seth yeah. and I, we had no idea it was a remake until <laughs> you showed it. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the main reason is because if you if you were to actually do a remake now, the people that it's criticizing and talking shit about, like the, the cocaine addicts, it's just the people that run the studio that made the movie. Well, they, they would have to do something just like how they did it in Prohibition and then Coke. They would have to do like... Meth. I would Opioid crisis say, Scarface? That sounds No, awful. I would say like fentanyl or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That they would have to do it something like that because that's See, the biggest I, thing right like, now is like or, that doll. Or we could just re rewatch Breaking Bad, you know, which just right. Scarface. <laughs> we could or the wire. <laughs> or the wire. Yeah. So and and like look at the look at the amplification of the drug as we go. We've gone from beer to cocaine to now fentanyl. Like the inverse has to happen to the stories where now they're getting sadder and sad. Like there's no good yeah. version of Rooting for the guy that's passing out fentanyl. No, no. one's yeah. watching that. No, no one's gonna go see that movie. Yeah, like same thing with the ending of Breaking Bad. Like it ends on a dour, depressing note. It's like so. So then, like your options are obvious '80s nostalgia bait, which, like, if it's good enough, you get to go to the Oscars for good like set design. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's what yeah. we want to see: Scarface yeah. for set design, an Oscar bait movie. Like, right. That's the best you can do. You can't do the fun version anymore because Grand Theft Auto has kind of taken that. Well, <laughs> I was about like, to say, because life sucks now. Well, yeah. If you wanna, life in America sucks. If you want to stay true to the idea, doesn't the new Scarface look at maybe a little more like uh, like Juice World dying? You know what I mean? Like somebody you can actually get your head around rooting for, even though there's a lot yeah. of you know bad stuff mixed up in there. It's like you know this is a good, talented person that's like in the rap industry, and then you know kind of revitalizing the drug image, and then they pass away. Like that's a good, that that's a yeah. real world. Not, I'm not saying they should make a Juice World movie. I sorry before they I already kind of did. Internet. It was a documentary. Yeah. Yeah, but like that's you build a story around that kind of person, and that's your new Scarface. If you have to do like, you know, uh, an image rescued drug right. addict, yeah, you you, yeah. you don't do cocaine. Like no, Pablo Escobar's the bad guy in in everything, and now. they already like, did Narcos. They already did Narcos. Exactly. Yeah, it's like you're already done. Like that's it's done. It's memed everywhere. It's, well, and that then one's and then. Done. Uh, South Park fucking did the shit out of apparently. Like, South South Park doesn't go a week without mentioning this remake. (laughs) Like, there's a whole sequence of Carmen literally, like, what was the uh, the medicinal fried chicken episode? Yes. Right. (laughs) I love 
that episode so much. Oh, When Cartman's head literally explodes, when he finds out that Kentucky Fried Chicken has been banned in Colorado, right. and it's just an explosion on his face, I died <laughs> laughing. The and fact the, that he was snorting just... chicken skins. <laughs> we had a little problem, Colonel. <laughs> we had a little problem. They even did. They even parodied the helicopter scene. He's like, oh, he's all choked. He's all choked. <laughs> Don't you try to fuck me, Eric? Don't you ever try to fuck, fuck me, <laughs> dude? Like permeates uh, through the culture. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like the the original has a much more serious tone to it. It's yes. much more kind of like this. This is shit that actually happens and is based in reality. Yeah, the remake. It's it's. I'm using Paris again. It's just Grand Theft Auto. Like looking at it now, in in retrospect, it's just it's the hyper stylized. It's it's hyper uh, accentuated in terms of what it's supposed to supposed to mean. Just it's it was made in the eighties, and the eighties was a, was a decade of excess. The yeah, film is yeah. literally a celebration of excess, which is why there's a bloated runtime. Yeah, true. I'm getting flashbacks of Jesse's and my dinner when we're sitting outside, and he's like. I stole that car in Grand Theft Auto. I stole yeah. that car in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it was nice. Whole, I was tr- yeah. I was trying to have a nice dinner, and he's just looking at the cars like, I stole that one. I stole mm-hmm. that one, but it was a different color. I stole that one. I was like, God damn it, Jesse, eat your shit. Hey, there's literally a crane <laughs> shot in here that goes down to the Carlisle, right where we were sitting, out front. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's kind of cool. When I was yeah. in L.A., uh, I, the car that I rented, I had rented an SUV, and they, they didn't have it. And so they ended up giving me, like, an upgrade, and they put me in, a uh, in like, a red Chevy. And it looked like one of the nicer cars in Grand Theft Auto. And they were <laughs> rolling around L.A. going, like, holy shit, I'm in Los Santos. All right. This fits <laughs> about right. But by the way, I just, uh, I just was, like, watching GTA 5 footage recently. Why is this whole town a, an island? Oh, uh, reasons. Yeah, because the the world map of Grand Theft Auto is murky at best. Okay, just just curious. That was all. Anyways, <laughs> so getting back to the original, um, is there anything you'd say is a negative in the film that doesn't work? I I, I think that the um the comedy bits are. Uh, I was just about to say the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I get it, and the character's cute. Like I don't think the character needs to go anywhere. I don't think he needs like, like uh, plug in Angela, beer. The Ange- yeah, the, uh, yeah, the guy that answers yeah. the phone. Yeah, exactly. I, I we don't need him like plugging beer ho- bullet holes and and shit like that. It's like it feels like Groucho Marx stuff. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Like, yeah, it's they, like they're appealing it's Mark, to that it's audience. Marx Brothers comedy, yeah. Well, and yeah. you got to think, it's the 1930s. They don't have, like, niche groups that the Harry Potter fans come out and the Marvel fans come out and the Star Wars, you know what I mean? Like, they kind of had, do people like comedies or do they like action? Well, we're going to give them both and maybe we'll get, like, that's that's how they're thinking back at this time. So it, mm-hmm. I think that's why it feels so out of place because it feels like that just, like, jammed in, well, we got to appeal to the, the people who like the talky comedies, right? And it's like, yeah, well, I know what that note looks like today. If they're gonna keep the comedy, at least maybe minimalize it. Like, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, the yeah. whole bit where he's on the phone and they're shooting up the restaurant and he doesn't get hit by any bullets and he's still trying oh, to get yeah. the name. They could have cut that out. 
That felt like uh, there's a scene in Superman 2 when uh, the three Kryptonians land in the street and they blow over. Uh, they use their super blowing ability. That's a added thing. But they like a guy in a phone booth falls over and he's still talking on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. it's yeah. literally the same scene. I'm like, eh, it doesn't fit there they or here. They could have kept the whole like th- running running gag where he couldn't get the names. They could have kept that. Oh, but sure. I feel I feel like that specific scene is what kind of pushed me over the edge. I'm like, he didn't get hit once with all yeah. that those the- bullets and trying to like that was a bit much. Like I could understand they like do the first part and then as soon as the bullets hit, he would drop. Like that would have been better, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for all the realism the original tries to have, there's still those moments where it's like, that didn't fit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and, and I would still say keep it because this is culturally relevant. Like, it is important to film history. It's important to cinema. This is when Pacino watched this movie. He gave an interview and he said he just randomly saw the film. And he said, oh, this is fantastic. I'd love to do a remake. And just coincides with, hey, we're planning a remake. You want to do it? Yeah, I want to do it. Just mm-hmm. yeah. the stars just aligned perfectly and everybody was just on board to do it. Wow. So yeah, it's just random coincidence that he was walking down the street and he just walked into a theater and he's like, oh yeah, let's go see this movie. He had never seen it. He had heard of it, yeah. but he'd never seen it. Yeah, just totally random. Just that That's that, wild. that shows that the, the remake should exist, no matter yeah. how vile it is. It is an important movie, which is why I think it should also be in the National Film Registry. How can you have this much influence on culture in America and it's not in the National Film Registry? Give it some time. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the, the It's been answer. 40 years, literally yeah. 40 years. How long years. did it take for the original to get in, though? Is uh, Diploma still alive? Yes, he's still alive. He's retired, but he is still alive. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious if, like, if that'll be a posthumous kind of... Uh, button for him because uh, like think think about what it is that you're asking here kind of directly like to appreciate a movie that is um directly made kind of in opposition to ideals that we hold now uh to celebrate them unabashedly and 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 then to say that that goes into this film registry like they're they're basically kind of saying like we we agree with at least enough of this to get it in here um, mm-hmm. That that's an interesting stance to make if the filmmaker isn't also already passed away or you know like something like to to make sure it's not forgotten. But I think while he's still alive, to induct it would be I, I think it would be a strong opinion for them to take, um, specifically because of how like th- think about how tied our government is to that era. That's your Reagan era pushing this stuff into the streets like like th- this I'm not this isn't hearsay these are these documents are available for you to find like Ronald Reagan pushed drugs into the streets and this movie is a reaction to and an addition on top of that yeah I just looked it up uh, the original Scarface was inducted in 1994 wow yeah and it was made in 35 60 30, 30, years 30, after 32, it's made 32, 32. so it's a one more time long. Yeah. So just give it some time. So it's a race. It's a twenty-year race. Let's see how this pays off. Right. Which one gets inducted? Let's for... all let's all meet back up in twenty years. <laughs> Which Jeez. one will have the shorter induction period? I'm rooting right. for Scarface remake. Maybe at fifty. Fifty years would be like the perfect little kiss button to put on there. Yeah. I yeah. Think. Yeah, because this is literally forty years uh, yeah. since it was released. I think November of the original was the original. 
Wow! Imagine, imagine going to see this in November. You got to put a jacket December, on to go out. December first, December first, nineteen eighty three is when they came out. I, mm-hmm. I, all right, all right. How many people do you think saw snow on the ground seeing this movie and then <laughs> made a cocaine joke on the way home? I mean, right? <laughs> or you could be like me, who lives in Florida, and. There you go. Didn't have, yeah, you're making a very different kind of know. joke down there. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeez. you're you're making don't run into Tony Montana jokes down in Florida. <laughs> Pretty much like oh shit, he's right around the corner. Right. Mm. It is interesting that the remake uh, originally Sidney Lumet was hired as the first director, not Brian. Really. Paul. Wow. Yeah, he was the original. And if you know about Sidney Lumet, he had a very different kind of style. It's much more matter of fact, much more kind of documentary style. And yeah. What did he uh, did Dog Day Afternoon? Wait, mm-hmm. and he yeah. didn't like to use uh, uh, non diegetic music in his films. He he always liked to just have the music is playing on a radio in the film or on a record player. He would never like lay audio over top of the film. Yeah. So it's like a documentary. You're just watching the events happen. That would be a very different kind of movie. If that oh, was. yeah. Yeah. Like, totally different. And part of me wants to see that version, but a part of me is kind of like, no, I, I like the version we have now. Yeah, don't don't fuck with it. I, I could see that version being a cult classic, but never having the cultural impact. I, yeah. Like, I just it, don't see a documentary or, or, or just even a more realistic style, if that's what they would have gone with. I don't see that turning into the... the th- whatever Scarface has turned it. You can't even see the black and white poster in another country without like knowing that you're looking at Scarface. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. That poster has been copied and pasted over and over and over again. It, my God, it became a visual cliche. Dude, yeah. My, 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 MySpace had the Chris Griffin Scarface. Picture <laughs> on it. Gosh. <laughs> Dude, even to the point where, like, was it Rambo 4 used that in one of their posters? Probably, <laughs> like the, yeah. The, bl- the black and white, like, juxtaposed against each other. Like, yeah. you know, like, juxtaposing color schemes for a film poster. Like, that's that's normal now. It's, it's yeah. like, one of the things that you can choose in fucking Photoshop. Right. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like Hit him with the old is... cyan and orange, you know what I uh, mean? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Oh. The only exception I make to that is Mad Max Fury Road because that was beautifully shot. <laughs> Truly. Well, that yes. was meant for those colors. Like that, it's yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's it was, shot in that the place was the setting. That. That's the setting. So. Yeah, it's that's what the desert looks like. <laughs> so, um, so with regards to uh, the original film, how do we all feel about the ending where he's a giant coward? It makes sense. Honestly, it yeah. makes sense because everything was handed to him. He thought he was hot shit because he could get away with it. Mm-hmm. And once a person's backed into reality, it comes crashing down. It really yeah. does. And it showed how little he truly was. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It makes sense mm-hmm. because he was like, oh, I'm hot shit. No one can touch me. And then as soon as he realizes he can be touched, it, that's human nature, man. That's right, yeah. human nature. Like you, you can go into any, like even a war setting. You know, mm. unless you're specifically trained for like anti-interrogation or things like that. Like 
he can be the most macho, fearless person in the military. But once you put in that position where you're completely helpless, you're going to revert back to mm. primal survival scaredness. Mm. Like the, the, so it, it makes sense to me. Yeah. It's a much more realistic ending. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, compare that to the remakes ending. <laughs> well, the, the remake, he is, he is so fucking high. He doesn't even know what's the floor, what's the ceiling. Like he, he, I don't know oh. how he didn't have a heart attack before. Right. He fucking. It's, oh my God. Just like dumps his face into a giant pile of cocaine, just comes up and just like, ah, oh, just dude, if you were on that much coke, right, you'd be dead. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, look, we also cocaine bear. Maybe that happens. <laughs> I was going to say I uh, I am very close to some people who uh, family members. Going on. Family you, members. You, you can condition yourself to do a lot of coke. Um, you can condition God. yourself to do a lot. <laughs> a, cer- a certain family member of mine back in the 80s said that uh, he could outdo Scarface. And I believe oh. him. And done. But now like, he, imagine- <laughs> he would die if he did that now, but like right. back then, I believe it. Well, oh, and God like damn. imagine imagine waking up every single morning with just the wonderful taste of blood pulling in the back of your throat. Because that's what Ugh. it would do to you when you do it in that amount. Uh, what, wasn't it like, uh, was it Artie Lang had to, was in court for like, uh, he had a broken nose or something like that, and he said that he had to get surgery in order to fix his broken nose, but if he did that, he couldn't do cocaine anymore, so he said, I'll just live with a broken nose. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you want to talk about a pathetic human being, Artie Lang. <laughs> poor guy. Yeah. And, and fucking- poor, He did it to himself, but don't say poor guy. I feel bad for him. He's an asshole. I, I feel bad about a life whose circumstances lead to that. You know what I mean? Like, that's- yeah. That's a lot of bad things stacked on top of each yeah. other. Yeah, you know, he's a train wreck. Well, and but, uh, and like, and that's the kind of characters we're talking about in the movie, right? Like, like, yeah. T- Tony Montana is nothing more than a stack of all the bad behaviors and not correcting them. Like, he's just a cascade of bad choices catching yeah. up on himself. I think, and maybe that's why the original ending works so well. Is like. He figured out the game enough to know that everybody's fronting, right? He, yeah. That that's that was his his magic bullet in the original film. Is like he just he knows everybody else is not willing to back it up, and he knows yeah. he can because we see the movie open with him pulling the trigger. We know that mm-hmm. he can, right? And so by by the time all that catches up with him at the end, I hate the movie for making me root for the cop, but the cop was dead right, right? He was like. Listen, I told you it was going to end up this way because the cop knew that he'd figured out the trick to get to the top, but hadn't figured out the trick to stay there. Yeah. Mm. And and like again, it's like you know, it's it, that makes the film kind of like propaganda in a way because it's right. basically saying like, yes, the gangsters are the really really evil ones. But then you look at the history of it, the U.S. government was very much working alongside right. oh, a yeah. lot of these people. Oh, yeah. Like, so don't it, get it any of that propag- communism near us. Oh God. Yeah, it's 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 a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of lies. It is still a critically important film, but it does come across as naive that any person in oh, the sure. audience would ever buy into it. Yeah, right. like this is all bullshit. You know, it's okay. You know, it's and that's why I think that if you were to do a remake now, you'd have to have the government directly working with this guy. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Pretty much. Yeah, like, yeah, like put like there was reports of uh, back was it during Vietnam that uh, there was reports of the government pushing heroin onto the streets. Well, no, it was, it was the eighties. It was the eighties, but pushing heroin onto the streets and through the CIA. That that oh, that yeah. happened. Yeah. That happened. So, like they, it's, they even you have. A- they make a joke about that American dad where Stan's like, I'm not supposed to be taking this. I'm supposed to be pushing it on the streets. <laughs> exactly. Like that. that's exactly what happened. Like if you're going to do a remake now, you'd have to do that. Have the government directly involved. Oh, how great would that be? Like w- as a setup within your movie, you fall like hire like three or four big name actors to be the core like government group that, that gets in contact with Scarface. Right. And then, uh, when they when they c- finally come in for the kill on him, they get intercepted by somebody higher up that's involved in the in the drug trade. That just and then you just exit those actors from the movie, just entirely get rid of them. Say so like, nope, actually, uh, here's your new government handler. We're happy that you're pushing drugs out on the street. We're gonna make this work for you, guy. <laughs> that dude, what a turnaround for a movie to just get rid of people after the first twenty minutes in the first cop showdown. Isn't that kind of the ending of A Clockwork Orange? A little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah, kind of. But, but for the cops Clockwork instead, Orange? yeah, there you go. It's, it's it's kind of the ending of a Clockwork Orange, where the government's like, "You've done such a good job for us. We yeah. like love to work with you, Alex." Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's yeah. the that's the ending of that uh uh, uh Daniel Kaluuya uh Black Mirror v- episode where he's in the 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 place where you like exercise for your for your food and and stay. Oh, and then, oh yes, and, and he right. like he speaks out against it, and then they're just like, "We love that you speak out against it," and it's like, yeah. "Oh fuck, he didn't expa- escape the cycle. You can't." Yep, yep. By the way, Black Mirror is returning. Thank God. Oh, Christ. I'm so excited. Is, is it just oh, yeah. going to be like live security footage from around the United States? <laughs> <laughs> How miserable is the world? I love in 2020 the the creator of that show is like, we're not making new episodes because the world sucks enough as it is. I so. have an idea. I have an idea for an episode submission for Black Mirror. Go oh, ahead. God. It's it's a 24 hour live f- live feed of Ron DeSantis's house. Just- <laughs> Streaming on Netflix. <laughs> what? What's the storyline? You know what? <laughs> Whatever We're gonna find happens, out. Happens. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh man, that'd be great. That's dystopian, <sighs> right? And then, and, and it's yeah. perfect because he's the star, and it would just drive him insane to know that <laughs> Netflix is just. Why are they streaming my house? <laughs> it's it's made up. This isn't even your house. It's for the show. Duh. <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> oh uh, shit so did you guys ever play the video game that came out that came out a couple years ago a scarface video game yeah it's called the world is yours it, it's meant as no. a what if it's a what if story where what if tony survived the attack on the mansion that's so silly that's yeah. so goofy the game is well the, the, what, what would even sh- happen he doesn't get shot in the back. What happens is he kind of hears the guy with the shotgun walking up behind him. He turns around and shoots him, and then the tiger comes and eats the guy. And then he, like, rides the tiger into the sunset? like Right. He, is, he escapes out the back of the mansion. You fight your way out, and then you hide out, I think, in Cuba for about three months and then come back and rebuild your empire. It's literally just the plot to Grand Theft Auto Vice City, but with Tony Montana. That 
is some fanfic revisionist. It is bullshit. just fan fiction. It nope. is just fan fiction. Nope. Uh, some of the actors did come back to play their characters or to play different voices. Like the guy that did the voice of Manny or played Manny, he's back. Uh, Robert Loggia was a narrator. So they I did need have, to look this up. Yeah, Pacino was not available to do his voice because his voice had changed so much because he's a massive chain smoker. Right. So he ha- so he selected a different imperson- person person to impersonate him. And also, he's a him. fucking father again. Isn't he like eighty five and his girlfriend is like twenty three? And <laughs> she's preggers. Like the kid's about to pop. Still Dude. shooting live rounds. Ew. Oh, she's like thirty three. She's like thirty three, but okay, that doesn't right. make it better. D- didn't he invent like people saying cojones like that? Like yes, he's the balls yes. guy. Of course, his balls still work at eighty five. Yeah, yeah. Is this is this the most? But, but anyways, but the game is like it's fine. I played it. It's fine. Basically, you just the whole point of the game is just take down Sosa. That's it. That's the whole plot. Just take. To reclaim the empire, take down Sosa. That's the whole plot. Okay. I, so I love how they wrote like so much to get to just it, reset it was Tony Montana. 2006, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. It was and like that, a PS2, Xbox game. They go out of their way to just reset Tony Montana when they literally could have just said something like somehow Scarface returned, you know? Okay. Like, so <laughs> there is a screen cap where he has a chainsaw again, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, that's the only redeeming factor. Otherwise, it looks dumb as shit. The it's yeah, it, you can tell they kind of cut corners while they made the game because the radio oh, yeah. that plays in the game, there's no like, there's no like act, like in Grethel, you have different stations, it's yeah. different genres of music. It's just music. It's just like songs played end to end. It's like oh. there's no like <laughs> there's no like DJ or anything. They had better graphics in 2006, 2007, and yeah. this looks straight out of like. Fucking yeah. Marvel versus Capcom on in an arcade look had better graphics. Than no, this. yeah, that that looks like PlayStation Three, like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 it was not great. It was it was it had moments, but it wasn't great. So isn't isn't the Max Payne game essentially like the best Scarface game that you could ever get? The the well, new Max, Max Payne, Payne is a cop though. Yeah, but in the new one, isn't he like not really a cop anymore? Uh, he's a private security person. Okay, he's private security. Yeah. Well, that's so. essentially what Tony Montana does for uh, Richard, <laughs> right? <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> is, is this remake the most quotable of all the films from the eighties? Uh, it's up there. I'd say top five or top three, but yeah. When you say all the films of the eighties, I look at nineteen eighty-five with side eyes of how many things I could quote from just that year. Um, I I do True. think this is the most like. Uh, zeitgeist like more people know scarface quotes than than probably many other kinds like even if you quoted star wars at somebody you might lose them yeah but they'll probably get a say hello to my little friend you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i can't imagine people would i i I feel like you could say that in english in another country and they would just understand it from context yeah 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 (laughs) I'd, i'd say it's kind of like the pulp fiction of its day because it was one of those movies where you could just watch it, even if it's in another language, you just know what everyone's saying. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just so easy to it's just so easy to follow. <laughs> yeah, what, what do we think of Brian De Palma as a director? I've always had very mixed feelings on him as a, as a director. Tarantino really? loves him. I, I I 
okay. I, I personally have like eh, maybe like a couple of movies that are pretty good. I like Blowout, and I think Carrie is a like half of a good movie. <laughs> it's 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 a really like dumb teen drama, and the last twenty minutes is what you remember. Mm. Tell me anything about the first ten or twenty minutes of that movie that does. And t- tell me anything that does not involve the killing at the at the school. Tell me anything about that film that does not involve the killing at the school. Um, how she was like abused by her mother and controlled by her mother and the fact that she was so abused and sheltered she didn't even know what her period was and that's really impactful and yeah i'm also coming at this as a woman as a female so like knowing that standpoint a guy's gonna be like we should go to period for me that's like a huge event in a a girl's life Mm, yeah you know and the fact that she was sheltered from that that's a big thing so i mean that's it. It's a huge. We're we're gonna go on a tangent because this is gonna come yeah. from like a female perspective to a male perspective of this movie. So sure. Yeah. Well, and like I, I think post Carrie, he he had some pretty heavy hitters. Like, uh, I mean, first Mission Impossible's in there. I I really like yeah, the first yeah. Mission Impossible. Um, Honestly, right be- it's the only one that actually feels like an actual Mission Impossible movie. Right. <laughs> If I'm right, being honest, right before that, he does essentially Scarface Two. Carlito's Way is Al Pacino as a oh, gangster again. Right? You know what I Damn, mean? Damn, I forgot about Carlito's Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I think I think De Palma was like, he, he struck he strikes me as somebody who who was so interested in culture that uh, he he didn't want to explore it super deeply. He just wanted to kind of communicate the visuals and the feelings that he would get in these new interesting situations he would look into as a as a creator and i think that really shows in his in his art because it really captures the feeling well but as we know it doesn't quite capture the story of the time super well and i think that's his weakness as a director like what's the plot to the first mission impossible You know, like yeah, yeah. Like, like I, I know remember, how I, I know scenes. I don't know what the plot. I, I is. know how seeing like fucking uh, <laughs> what's his name Estevez getting hit by the the thing in the elevator and getting his face smashed. I know how that yeah. made me feel. <laughs> like I've got feelings for the whole the bullet train. I know how that feels. But the plot, pfft, I I don't fucking know. Carlito's way. Ask me to, to to tell you what Carlito's way is. I have no idea. I do not remember. Yeah. I remember Pacino being really cool in it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's yeah. Yeah. De Palma's great at at vibes. He's really great at vibes. I think he would yeah. hate to hear that because that's such a Gen Z thing to say about him. But it's the vibes. man is stellar at vibes. Yeah, he hasn't done and that much recently. He has since retired. I oh, think. Dude. Um, Domino was a documentary that was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. he did the Black Dahlia. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I think was that the last film he did? Was Domino uh, no. after or before that? No, um, he he's Domino done... was Tony Scott. No, different kind of Domino, buddy. Yeah, he did Domino with with Zahn with uh Steve Zahn. He did like a like a Red Box dude. I'm not kidding. Go look it up. He did like a straight to Red Box movie in 2019. Oh, oh he no, did, he did Spielberg. Well, he was part of the the filmmaking. This is one thing we want to touch on. Oh, now, yeah. He was part of the filmmaking group of him and. And uh, Coppola, Scorsese, and Spielberg, like and Lucas. That no, was, the and documentary. Lucas Zemeckis. Yeah. No, the documentary Spielberg. Oh no, he was. It was another documentary that was just about him. Mm. It was just, no, it's like, like just him. it's coming up. He was the main person who did the documentary of Spielberg. 
Huh. Oh, he. Oh, okay. I, uh, oh, I was no, talking wait. about. A, Never mind. I was oh. talking about a different documentary. <laughs> yeah, there's the 2015 documentary De Palma, directed by Noah Baumbach. Yeah, the guy that did um, mm-hmm. Squid and the Whale and uh, just did yeah. White Noise on Netflix, a movie I mm. fucking hate. <laughs> I hated that movie. I hate, couldn't stand it. Anyways, yeah. yeah, he he's. I would say he's more of a vibe. <laughs> Yeah, De Palma yeah. is a vibes guy. Yeah. Okay, so you still make it. Yeah, Domino. It's a yeah. Ooh. Now is it to... was it De Palma that did rewrites on the opening crawl for Lucas? I feel like that was the yes. Other... He wrote the opening crawl. He yeah. Wrote the opening crawl for Lucas for the first Star Wars. Dude, I was, I, again, yeah. vibes. The the dude knows how to set the fucking tone. And he's there's two movies upcoming that he's doing. So. Oh. Wow. All right. Okay. Go get a Brian De Palma. Yeah. But yeah, that filmmaking group. Have we we haven't really had a group like that, like that uh, that American Zoetrope group, the Rat Pack of the movies. Yeah, yeah, we ha- we we kind of had one in the mid two thousands, the Splat Pack. There was Eli Roth. It was Tarantino was in there. Uh, Alexander Aja, uh, Rob Zombie. Like, yeah, that's a lesser version. Yeah, <laughs> how many of those movies are worth remembering? Right. It's if like, anything, it's, remember. It, it's their trailers for the Grindhouse double feature that are worth remembering. <laughs> yeah, like I don't need to rewatch Cabin Fever. You know, oh, I'm good. God. I, I kind of like that movie though. It's got okay scenes, but it's just pancakes. Oh, geez, the pancakes kid. God damn it. <laughs> and uh, hey, not gonna lie, as a girl of the '90s, I did kind of have a crush on uh, Ryder Strong. So ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make. Whatever sense. happened to him? He did Cabin Fever. Oh yeah, <laughs> was that good for anybody's career but Eli Roth? But I don't think so. I don't think any of those actors have been in too much since. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh God. So yeah, I, no, I agree. We we need a new uh, we need a new director pack. A bunch of directors that just like do each other's homework together. I, I just, we have I, a pair. We have like Robert Eggers and and uh, Ari Aster. Yeah, we but have the, them. are, are they pals? Like they're not doing stuff on each other's movies. No, I think they just kind of like they are aware of each other's work. That's what that's what he's saying. Like we need like buddies. A group. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we need people passing yeah. their homework to each. I love the shared homework of like. De Palma doing rewrites on on Star Wars and and like Spielberg and Lucas having so many thoughts on Coppola and the stuff that he was doing and like they they really informed each other a lot. Um, yeah, and and to the and, point where I found this out, Spielberg directed parts of the action scene at the end of the re- of the remake. Yeah, Spielberg directed part of this movie and is uncredited. Yeah, it's like that's great like i love the fact that he's like yeah i want to show scenes of people getting shot sure why not absolutely you know bring and and then he gets to bring in his friends in the industry like that's that i i don't i don't see that happening although actually uh jesse you're gonna hate this did you know that the director of elemental has a spider-man voice in across the spider-verse because he's buds with those animators oh god no just found that out recently. That was uh, oh. <laughs> it's funny because they uh, they're literally in competition with each other in the theaters right now. You know what I mean? Like it's true. Uh, and it's and true. yeah, and yeah, they're like they're, they're, I see people attempting. I do see the attempt. Maybe this is something that's going to come back. Maybe that'll 
I, dude, I'd love to see Robert Eggers be like, hey, I'm I'm passing notes with Greta Gerwig. You know what I mean? Like she's giving me good shit at like making me sound like a human being instead of a frightening robot <laughs> man of history. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for Barbie. Oh God. Oh. Barbie Oppenheimer, double feature. <laughs> I can't wait to see those two next to each other in a theater. Yes. <laughs> Which one's gonna win? Which one's gonna win? Take place bets now. <laughs> I I can't wait to be sitting in the theater knowing when the explosion in Oppenheimer is going to happen. <laughs> yes. I, I need to go to a uh, theater just to see their layout. Like, I'm going to be like, I don't want to watch a movie right now. I just see your layout. Like, you can, right. you can escort me. I just need to see how you structured this. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ. What a summer it's going to be. Um, yeah. Uh, we're getting way off topic. Yeah, Truly. I think Truly. we should we should wrap. We should start Let's reel it in. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, we've agreed that these are both quality movies. It's Holy just shit, the remake. Yeah. The remake is just a little bloated. It's just a little, and it's if you don't like films with this level of obscene violence, and doesn't Pacino say fuck like two hundred and thirty times or yeah. something like that? Oh yeah, it's yeah. like that. <clears throat> yeah, I think if you can't stomach this level of level of gruesomeness i get it i sure, understand why sure. people don't like this remake but i would still say it is worth watching at least once mm. yeah or at least yeah. a highlight reel something yeah if nothing else to understand how it influenced popular culture like music yeah. television video games like other feature films filmmakers like yeah. just South Park can't go a week without mentioning this movie. Yeah. Right, <laughs> like, right. So, well, yeah. Jesse, let me ask you for my last question. Um, do you feel the remake is more bloated now having seen the original and knowing how streamlined it can be? Is that like oh, add, God, yeah. adding to how bloated it feels? Oh, absolutely. Like it tells the exact same story. There's the same scenes. Yeah. It's It's just, you can just feel like, that they really just kind of, it's like a piece of taffy where you pull it and it stretches and stretches, but it gets thinner and thinner. Uh, it's like, yeah. it still can be one piece of taffy, but it's just, it's just so long. It's, it's twice the runtime. That's a perfect visual metaphor. That is exactly what it feels like. It, if the yeah. original's like your, your taffy in the package, just ready to go. And then the remake is just that same piece spread out to look like more candy. Yeah. But it's the same thing. It's the same scenes. It's the same story. It's, it's just longer and more filthy. <laughs> yeah. But I would still say they're both worth watching. Yeah. So. Oh, I have taffy in my house. <gasps> you are in the taffy state, so. That is true. True. So, yeah, there you go. Both are worth watching. Uh, so I'll announce our final episode for season five. We're doing Dawn of the Dead. Whoa! Because it's obligatory. Yeah, <laughs> it's obligatory. It's time, and when yeah, it's we kind of we kind of have to. It's we kind of have to. Everybody knows my hate of Snyder. I know, but it, that's the one movie where I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad, you know. But, but we're gonna go in. I haven't watched it in like ten years. Me but either. The original, but the original. I know. This we're gonna get into it. Yeah, I, I yeah. Also, uh, I think on YouTube is the extended cut. The, which is impossible to find now. Oh wow! Because of fucking rights issues. My God, the rights issues. The, the rights issues de deal with that remit with that original film is 
so much more interesting than the film itself. Oh my god. The film itself is good. It's very Shouts interesting. I was about to say, shut your fucking poor mouth. <laughs> the, the, the rights issue <laughs> problems with that movie and its di- different releases is like a is like a fucking science experiment gone wrong. <laughs> Damn. It's, it's it's so wild. Poor Romero yeah. and his his poor name. Oh my god. Yeah, but we will get into that next time. So yeah, so Thank you guys for jumping on to talk about this uh, wonderful pairing of films. Absolutely. Thank you for dealing with my laptop issues. That's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I'm thankful my internet didn't die while we were recording this. Right at the beginning, the internet crapped out in my house. I was like, wow, look at that. Damn. Wonderful. <laughs> Killer. It's all good. It's all good. And with that, good night. Good night. Bye.